The bids are in, the gavels dropped. Ladies and gentlemen, here at WineBid, we are finally hammered. That's right. This is WineBid's podcast. They get all things wine value, wine auctions, wine retail, and just wine. And of course, with you as always, I am Jeff McGurn on our WineBid marketing team. With me is Paul Walker, the, what shall I say this week, Paul? <laughs> you couldn't even come out with something today. The pundit of, the pundit of Pinot. <laughs> that's right paul is our wine expert paul's an expert in wine no and uh yes he is. as i have to correct him every week no, jeff's no, 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 our agree, wine investment expert in that agree in that agree agree to disagree anyway we're to be talking we're going through our wine auction recap this week talking about some of the things that got a lot of bids and then where there was a lot of movement i'm going to start right off with this 2000 Domaine Le Fleuve Bourgogne Blanc, which, you know, it's really interesting because I feel like I just, you know, my memory's not the best, but I feel like we had a conversation about this wine and somebody, somebody said there's no way it would break a hundred. And somebody was like, I definitely think it'll break a hundred. Who was it, Paul, that said it wasn't going to break a hundred? There's just no possible way. Uh, I don't break think 100. I said was there it, was no possible was way. It, was I said it I you? Didn't, I didn't. I, think it would go i see so it was you it was you but then when i was thinking about colomere you know starting at 100 for bourgogne blanc i was like well i was like the market's gotten so insane with burgundy and anything is going to be expensive so but yeah yeah, no sorry i'm you know i was being careful i want to dig in this a little bit when you had that thought that you know what maybe this is popular and will go above 100 was that after you had already realized that i was correct and it did go up above 100 well no because like i'm automatically going to assume that you're wrong (laughs) about anything that happens so (laughs) i think it was more that kind of assumption that i see you know i see proved i was going to be incorrect But, but not that it's about who's right or wrong is but objectively speaking who is right in this either of us was right actually it was me i think <laughs> is the right answer you know like i'm not gonna say i told you so because that that would be petty and that's not who i am i'm gonna take the high road and not say i told you so right well i'm glad i didn't make a bet to what did i say last time i would have a whole bottle of zinfandel you and you you have to you have you no. lost that bet. So you I did, I did, and I don't entire... even remember what the wine was, but and 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 I, I think and, it was I, another Bourgogne Blanc of some kind. It was another Bourgogne Blanc. You're, yeah. So you're going to drink an entire bottle of Zinfandel, and the agreement was that myself and Tess, or the market person, we get to purchase it. So Tess and I are looking for a nice nine liter of the cheapest <laughs> bottle of Zinfandel and Yikes. you're going to drink it in one sitting Yikes. on the podcast. It was like 30 minutes. Um, oh, but boy. although the podcast may go longer after, after you're through the first liter of Zinfandel. Yeah. Oh, so anyway, that 2000 Minnesota Bourgogne Blanc started at 45, nine bids took it to 110, which, wow, like that's some movement yeah. um, on LaFlaube. Uh, Lefleur. You always say Lefleur. I said Lefleur. I corrected myself. Dri- yeah. Drives me crazy. 1983 Joseph Drouin Bone Greves. That one started at 35. Now I'm a little surprised. That's yeah, expensive. I mean, it's it's 86. an old bottle. It's obviously it's got a lot of you know it's four years old, but 
That's interesting. I was curious to see that among the list of things that got, you know, got a lot of biz, but it is pretty rare. That's not something you're going to be able to easily replace. And 86 bucks too, for like a 40 year old Burgundy is not, is not not a crazy, crazy, not a crazy price. So let's continue on with Burgundy because I feel like this week was a week of action for Burgundy. Yeah. 2000 Emmanuel Roger von Romany mag started at 328 bids took it to 901 yeah that is a lot of movement for that bottle yeah no that's a serious i i remember seeing it and being a little surprised that it didn't have a bid right off the bat because that's a very rare format for especially for this producer uh don't see many rouge magnums and while it may be appellation von Romanade. Pinot Noir, it's not, you know, any of the Premier Cruiser Grand Cruz. It's still extremely tasty stuff. And the rarity factor just just pushed it up. And it looks like, too, just looking at the history, it's a bunch of different bidders there. So a lot of people were, were very interested. It wasn't just some bidding war between, you know, two different people. But yeah, that's a that's a that's a beautiful wine. Another one that uh, I thought was interesting, and I know you were following was the 1935 England <laughs> Zinfandel, which, by the way, I, I did you I don't know if you placed a bid on this. I thought you might because it is a birth year for you. But like the eight <laughs> bids took it from 205 to 240. We had three bottles. I didn't you know, I didn't see this. I didn't see this last week. If we missed it, I think. Well, did we have a recap of California? I don't I know. I thought you had an alert on all your birth year wines. <laughs> No, but I I was going to say, like, going through the new lots in auction last week, I don't remember seeing this one, but that's a very cool bottle, actually. And I I was just looking at the label just now because it's it's, the old England labels are, you know, colorful and kind of interesting descriptions (laughs) on the front of them. Gives you a little, you know, preface as to what you're going to experience. But yeah, very cool. I mean, was Gustav Niebaum there during? I mean, I think he was yeah. probably lost. I mean, his, his, yeah, his initials are on the label. That's that's the old Niebaum. Oh, you know labeling. what? His, yeah. Let's see. Niebaum, no, Niebaum died in 1908, and the winery was shut down during Prohibition. And I'm just saying this off of memory. I'm not <laughs> reading this. But upon the repeal of Prohibition in the United States, Niebaum's widow, Suzanne Niebaum, reopened Ingerlich and brought it in a viticulturalist and enologist to upgrade the winemaking system. So this would have been at that time. So this would have been when she had brought somebody in, a viticulturalist, to upgrade the winemaking system. But before Niebaum's great nephew, John Daniel Jr., took over the operations in 1939. Again, right. I could be wrong. This is just from memory. <laughs> Okay, so let's move on here. We had this uh, 2018 Francois Mikulski Merceau Les Goutets d'Or. This one, 27 trackers, four of them, seven bids are from 95 to just below 150 to about 140 a bottle. Yeah, not surprising there. We did mention these Mikulski wines, or I did, because they're quite hard to find, not too much in the way of retail and pretty allocated so that is quite quite a bit actually i I wasn't expecting to go for that much but hey i'm consistently proven wrong on where these things are especially considering i'm not an expert but i'm 
just so you know, I'm not, don't get mad. I'm not trying to prove you wrong. <laughs> we had 2015, Lucien Lemonet, Nuit Saint-Georges. Le Moine, Lucien Lemoine. Lemoine. Vaucrain. The Vaucrain, yeah. Le Vaucrain, yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Two of them, we had seven bids taken from 95 to 121 a piece. Yep, quite a bit. This one, I mean, that's that's interesting to me. I mean, a lot of some interesting action there. This uh, Pierre Jardin, Chassagne Montrachet, Abbe uh, de Morgeau, uh, seven bids took from 70 to 94. It's another younger producer making, well, I believe this is Vincent's son who has his own label, obviously, and his wines are quite sought after. And again, you know, very small production and some really great sources. And so these, these, we keep seeing these kind of, you know, 18, 19, 20, 20 releases get pushed up, you know, right up to about a hundred bucks. And then, and then in many cases over a hundred. And so that's, that's yet another example of uh, Pierre Giardin wines have, have done really well. We've seen quite a few. There's, there's been a number of them in, in last, you know, last year or so and that's that's yet another example where what it hammered at 94 yeah, yeah. 94 dollars yeah. the burgundy 09 uh georges Muret, louis saint george less uh man Chanel. that's crazy that yeah that we mentioned this too and i was like oh you know it's some more great georges Muret wines in and chanyo 285 to 405 that's no Six bids to no. go 405. Six I mean, it bids. is it is not really that surprising when you consider like the 2020, I think Appalachian von Romanet is 300 and something dollars. <laughs> so, you know, a premier crew from a great vintage, you know, with at least uh, 10, what is it, 13 years, 14 years on it now, 405. That's a serious hammer. And same thing too with those Grivo wines, because I mentioned there was a, quite yep. a few different Grivo last week, and the the Beaumonts started at two forty five and hammered at three forty five. That's not too surprising, actually, considering some of the other neighbors in that part of Burgundy are going just completely bonkers. And so the Grivo wines look relatively reasonable <laughs> compared to some of the others. Um, that Catyard, like Catyard von Romain. 2010 started at 200 and a hammer, I think at two, what was it? Two, 270, 275. So. Yeah. And the, and the Graveau, that one started 245, hammered 345. Yeah. That's why um, I just mentioned. Yeah. That's why I was saying, just when you mentioned, yeah. we had the actually heading out of Burgundy into Bordeaux, 84 Pavillon Blanc de Margot. <laughs> Six bits from 85 to 170. Yeah. That's, and that's a, Funky vintage, 84. I wonder how that thing is drinking now. I mean, the color is amazing. I looked at it color just a great. second ago. It's unbelievable. It's a great, it great batch of wines from this particular cellar. I think the Rumier, or not Rumier, excuse me, the Rouget and some of those other, I think maybe the Le Fleb Bourgogne Blanc and some of the other wines came from that same cellar. So some great, great old rarities there. And then we've got this 87. Peter Lauer, Eyal Deutsche Sect Reserve. This one, six bids. We had two of them. Six bids took them from 65 to like 191 a piece. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's a rare one, right? We've seen some from pretty good action on these Lauer sparkling wines. 
But, you know, they've all been more recent. But notice, too, I don't know if you saw, but this was disgorged in 2021. So this has been, <laughs> it's been sitting there for quite a while. So I imagine this was something, you know, seriously allocated to whomever was collecting these wines. Or if they if they bought it at retail, it must have been a place that, you know, was able to secure a very tiny amount because... Yeah, that's uh that's a long time in the in the barrel. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That about wraps up the ones that I want to look at. Were there any were there any ones we you wanted to mention before we sign off? You know, there's a couple other random examples. I think we mentioned there was Tremblay last week, <laughs> 2010, Chamomusini handled hammered at 670, excuse me. I don't think it got too many bids. It was already very high to begin with, but that's a pretty wild price for a perimeter crew, obviously very, very sought after producer. Uh, prices are getting pushed up all over the map for Bergs these days. It doesn't seem to be slowing down. There was an 01 Raveno Monte Tonnerre hammered at 495, which I think was a new high for us. Nag of Ponso, Claude La Roche 19 at 870. Uh, there was a bottle of 74 Gaia Barbaresco, speaking of birth years, that hammered at 400. So those are, those are getting pushed up. I mean, 74 Piedmont looks kind of tame in comparison to some of the 74 California wines from serious producers along the, you know, along the, the kind of scope like Gaia. But anyway, 400 bucks for 74 Barbaresco was a new high hammer. And then there was a bottle of 11 Colamore. We mentioned Colamore Borgogna being over a hundred dollars. There's a bottle of 11 Colamore Batard Montrachet that hammered at 760. So that was another high number for for us on those wines. So I think that was it. Well, and with that, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes our auction recap for this week. This is Jeff McGurn and Paul Walker wishing you happy 4th of July, happy bidding, and cheers. Happy bidding. Don't miss those Movias. Everybody.